Welcome to the Arise and Shine podcast, part of the teaching ministry of Pastor Festus Nasoha of Oasis Church and Holy Ghost End Time Ministries International. As it says in Isaiah 60 verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of God shines over you. It is our hope and desire that through this podcast you'd be encouraged and experience the transforming power of God's word. Be blessed. Praise be to God. It is my joy and pleasure to come again to your home today to share the word of God with you. It's always been a pleasure. And thank you for all of you who have been watching and been receptive and watching this uh, broadcast on CNL TV. And I thank God for our beloved brother, Maxim, and all that work with him. And uh, it is our joy to be able to come to your home, wherever you may be watching this program, to share God's word again with you. This is your friend, Brother Fessis, right here in uh, OSC Studio in Prague, the Czech Republic. Those of you who are watching in English and in Russian, I know it's different time zones. But let's pray and then we'll get to the God's word today. Father, we just thank you again and bless you for giving us this chance and privilege to come together, Lord, to sit with you in your word and let you teach us and speak to us by your wonderful Holy Spirit. I commit my brother and friend and all who are watching or will watch into your mighty hand. Glorify your word and magnify your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you have your your word, your Bible today, I want us to go to the book of, um, we're going to go ahead and go to the book of 1 Thessalonians. Um, what a wonderful place there. And uh, chapter 5 of 1 Thessalonians. Chapter 5, and we're going to go ahead and read from verse 23. And it says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, that your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Watch your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved, kept blameless, undefiled unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Very important to understand. We as humans, we are spirit. Say with me, I am a spirit. I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in this body. This body is not me. This is like the house where I live. Your body is not you. Your body is the house where you live in. Now, you are a spirit. The Bible said, God said, let us make man in our image. God is a spirit. Jesus said, John 4, 24, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So you and I, we are not head, we are not bone, we are not blood, we are spirits. And we have a soul. The soul here is your intellect, your emotions, your will, your mind. You are not a mind and body. No, you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in this body. This body is your house where you live. Okay, 
as a believer, when you give your heart to Jesus Christ, what is born again in you is not your body, is not your soul, it is you. You are a spirit. The human spirit, the Bible says, is a candle of the Lord. The Lord comes and lights up your candle. That's your spirit man, your inner man. Then the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creation. Now, what is a new creation in you is not your mind, is not your soul, is not your intellect. It is your spirit, that part of you that is made in the image of God. So, here we see, you have a new spirit, but you still have an old soul you have to renew. Then you have this body. Your soul is like a cassette. When you got born again, I remember when I got born again, I didn't want to play my old music again because they're all, you know, fleshly, you know. So what I did was to use the same CD or cassette, but record now new Christian songs in the same old cassette. So when the Bible said that you should be what? Be transformed by the what? Renewing of your mind. You should record new Christian music and songs in the same old cassette. So when you, I play it now, it was no more the old boogie that played. It was now amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. So you got it. Jesus said, except a man be born again, he will never see or enter into the kingdom of God. You are born again when you look up to the cross. As Jesus said in John 3, as Moses in the wilderness raised up the serpent on the pole, and any Jew that looked upon it, we are healed. So you and I today, if we look at the cross of Christ, what he did for us there, and believe in him, we are born again. Our inner man is born again. Hallelujah. Now, but my focus today is on the body. The, this human body, this physical body, this body we all bear. You cannot run away from your body. But what is so interesting to me is that this body of ours that is not born again, is not born again. In fact, the Bible says the body is dead because of what? Of sin. Wow. The body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is alive because of what? Righteousness. When Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, it affected their body. Remember, when they ate the forbidden tree, the Bible said their eyes were what? Opened, and they knew that they were what? Naked. Then they went and sewed fig leaves to cover their nakedness. When sin entered the human heart, it affected the body. You see, until then, the human body was not completely mortal. Because then there was no death. Where there was no death in the human spirit. Without death in the human spirit, the body is not mortal. The biggest gain of Satan through sin was to make this body mortal. We become weak. It lost its glory. It lost its power. It lost its strength to resist temptation and sin. The body become weak. You remember in the beginning, God said, the Bible said, God pick up the mud molded the mud, and then he breathed into it, and man became a living soul, a soul with life in it. 
the James said, the body without the spirit is what? Is dead. It's James chapter 2, verse 20 says, the body without the spirit is dead. The life in you is your spirit. The moment your spirit man leaves your body, your body within a short time begins to rotten. Hallelujah. But there is a good news for the body. You see, the good news for the body is this, that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And the, the, the body he rose with is the same body he died with three days before. He was buried. When he rose up from the dead, he picked up the same very body, the same very bone. The same very flesh. In fact, when he came to the disciples on that Sunday evening, he said to them, Why are you, why are you afraid? It is me. Touch me. It is my me. If a spirit have no flesh and bone. When Christ rose from the dead, he had flesh and bone. He had flesh. He said, he said Come on, come on. Come on, you Didymus. You doubting Thomas. Put your hand in the nail print. Look at my side. Touch it. It is I myself. A spirit does not have flesh and bone. So the Bible says, because Jesus Christ rose from the dead, that means one day this our own very bodies will also what? Experience immortality. Wow, that's good news to the body. Good news to the body. Jesus rose from the dead and by so rising from the dead, he gave, has given hope to our death-doomed perishable bodies this body of ours will one day also be resurrected just like the risen body of our lord jesus christ that's why if it's chapter 15 of first corinthians and paul was really trying to correct some mistakes there verse 12 said now if christ be preached that he rose from the dead how says some among you that there is no resurrection of the bar of the dead but if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain? You, your faith is also vain. And then he goes on to say, uh, Yeah, and we are found first witness of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ from the dead, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. Well, the fact of the matter is this Christ Jesus rose from the dead. And by rising from the dead, he has given hope to our bodies. God's plan and dream is to restore life to this death-doomed bodies. This perishable part of us today. Go to the hospital. Go to the, the graveyard. The body is torn apart in pieces, in accidents, in sicknesses, in diseases. The devil hates the human body. He hates humans. He hates our body. And that's why he he will attack with sicknesses and diseases and tumor and all just to deform, to destroy, to mend, to break in pieces. But hey, our body have hope. This body of ours will one day experience glorious immortality. If you are in Christ, look at what Job said. Job chapter 19 in the Old Testament. I mean, you know, you know the story, Job's body went through hell. The devil attacked it, tore it in pieces, ruined it, wounded it, crushed it, worms at it. Job 19 and verse 26, he says this word, And though after my skin, worms destroy this body, yet 
in my flesh shall I see God. Ooh, in this body, I will see. He was saying, listen, with this very body of mine, this very eyes of mine, this very tongue of mine, I am going to one day kiss the face of God. Oh, for the body. Glory to God. Jesus Christ came to restore man, our spirit, our soul, our body. And so the Bible said that God preserved your spirit, your soul, your body, unblameless till the day of Christ Jesus. As we are still in this body of clay, God's plan is to preserve your bone, preserve everything in you. Because this, your body, is actually the temple of the living God. The most holy thing on earth today is not the, the temple of the Mormon, is not the temple of Jehovah Witnesses, is not the temple of Basilica there in Rome. The most holy thing on earth today is this, your body. Because your body, the Bible says, is the temple of the living God. Second Corinthians chapter 6, if you go with me there, and it says from verse uh, uh, verse 19 says, um, chapter, uh, chapter 6 for me, from verse 19. And it says, uh, verse, uh, verse 19 of 2 Corinthians. First uh, Corinthians, please. And it says this word, that know you not that your body is a temple of the living God. Know you not. You might as well know it, that your body is a temple of the living God. Verse 9, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have received, which you have of God, and you are not your own. For you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body. Say with me, body, body. And in your spirit, which are God's. We are living in a time and season where Christians think, it doesn't matter what I do with my body. Okay, I give my heart to God, but my body, it doesn't matter what I do with it. No, the Bible says, both your body and your spirit are the Lord's. In fact, the Bible says in Romans 12, and 12 there, it says, present your body to God. Present this body. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present what? Your body. It is saving your heart. Your bodies are living sacrifice. How? Holy acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That means if you don't present your body to God as a living sacrifice, any other service you try to render to God is unreasonable. The most rational, sensible, reasonable service we can render to God, number one, is to present our bodies to God. In Testament, it says that you might know how you should carry this, your vessel, in holiness and in honor. Our bodies is the temple of the living God. Our body is the most holy thing on earth today. It is the, it is the holy of holy of holy. It is this body. It is the dwelling place of the most high God. It is the house of God. God does not dwell in temples made with hands. God didn't want anybody to build him a temple. He said, I'm going to build my own temple myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's why in the beginning, he picked up the mud, molded the mud, and then whew, he breathed his spirit into that temple. 
God had always, from the very beginning, formed the human body to be the dwelling place of the Holy Ghost. If you don't let the Holy Ghost fill you and dwell in that house, demons will come after your body. Evil spirits will come after your body. Satan also is looking for a place to dwell. If you cannot find a body of pig, a body of goat, or body of anything, his ultimate desire and dream is to dwell in a human body. But when, when we give our heart to Jesus, we must allow the Holy Ghost to fill our lives. Be filled with the Holy Spirit, presenting your body to God as a living sacrifice. When our bodies are cleaned and purified by the blood of Jesus Christ, and, and our body is washed with the water of the Word. Our bodies are cleansed, our attitudes are cleansed, our character and behavior is cleansed by the Word of God. Our bodies are transformed. Hallelujah to Jesus. And then the Holy Ghost fills us. And when demons come, they will look and they look and they try and they try. But their house is full of the glory and the presence of the Almighty God. We are in the end time and demons are gone mad. They are gone on rampaging. And any believer that does not know how to present their body to God as a living sacrifice, you're going to have so much trouble and wars. Devil will try to tear your body into pieces. Your mind renewed, your body transformed. Hallelujah! Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I will show you this again. In verse 6 it says, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He says, but we have this treasure in this earthen vessel, that the excellency of the power may be of God and none of us. We have this wonderful treasure of new life, wonderful treasure of internal life. We have this very presence of God in this death-doomed, perishable, stinking, rotting body. <laughs> this body of clay inside this, this body of clay contains the most glorious thing in all of time and eternity so this precious thing is in this weak body how can we survive by the power of god by the excellency of the power of god our god is an excellent god it is only by his power can this glorious thing that is in us be sustained. Can we be able to live and manifest this life of God that dwell in this death-doomed bodies of ours? Somebody say, hallelujah. I hope you are enjoying this. I'm enjoying this message myself. Praise be to God. The, 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 the sanctity of the human body. Today, the devils are attacking the body in everywhere. Demons are trying to enter in, take the body and own it and possess it and use it. There are many people today who are demonized in their bodies. By the devil tried to go through sexual means to enter into your body. Pornography. Perverted sexuality. When you mix sexes and pervert them and go contrary to nature, hell and demons are trying to find an access into your body when you watch demonic movies erotic movies you are opening doors to the pit of hell 
Demons will attack you, enter into through your mind, through your ear, through your eye, and control your emotions. So you are no more in control, even though you are born again. But your whole Christian life is a hell of a struggle. Today, as you hear this message, I command every demonic power that has bound your body to loose your body and come out of those bodies in Jesus' name. Because the body of the believer is the house of my God. I demand you, Satan, come out of your bodies. It is the house of my God. Jesus Christ will in the temple. And with the whip, he whipped out those that bought and sold in the temple. Why? He said, my, the, my, the, it is written, the, 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 the house of God must be a house of prayer. Our body is a house of God today. It is the dwelling place of the Most High God. It is the temple of God. Christ wants to whip out the demons and the sins and the perversions and all kinds of uncleanness in our bodies because our bodies is the temple of the living God. Today, make a decision. Make a choice. Say with your mouth, Oh God, I present my body to you as a living sacrifice. Hallelujah. In 2 Kings chapter 13, if I still have some little time here with you today, 2 Kings chapter 13 is a story of uh, the body of uh, Elisha. Elisha have died. They have buried him for a long time. Then there came this incident from verse 20 of chapter 13. Hallelujah, verse 20 said, And Elisha died, and they buried him. And the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming end of the year. And it came to pass as they were burying a man that, behold, they spied a band of men, and they cast the man into the sepulcher of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood up on his feet. Just imagine that. They threw that guy into the tomb of Elijah. The moment the dead man, he touched the bone of Elijah, those who were running home looked back and heard some footsteps. They turned around, they saw the dead man running after them. How would you feel if you see a dead, a dead man running after you? What happened when his body touched the bone of Elijah? He came back to life. The plan of God in this end time is to so much sanctify your body and mind that they are full of the glory and the power of God. That people with diseases will shake your hands. They are healed. People would talk, they wouldn't even, even know what happened. You may just say hello. And you didn't know that through your body, the power of God flowed and healed somebody of depression. By that contact. Why? When the body is sanctified. When it is full of the glory and the power and the presence of the Almighty God. So we must live sanctified, pure lives. Our bodies is a temple of the Holy Spirit. We must live that clean life so we don't open the door and give room to the demonic powers to invade our lives and minds. And the Bible said, if we, we, we know that we, we know that, we know that uh, if this our own physical body is dissolved, we have a body, the body of immortality. The immortality takes over this body of clay and it becomes immortal. It swallows up death in victory. This body of ours is the temple of the living God. Somebody say hallelujah. You present your body to God as a living sacrifice. And there in the book of Philippians chapter 3, we could possibly end up with that in the New Testament. Philippians chapter 3. 
and it goes on from verse, I would say verse 20, we begin from verse 20, and look at what it says here. Um, verse 20 says, for our citizenship is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body. Vile, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. According to the walking whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. This the trumpet will sound, and the dead in Christ shall what rise up first. And we who are alive and remain shall be cut up immediately with him. This our mortal body will instantly put on immortality. When that happens, this body of ours we will cry out, Oh death, where is your power? Where is your sting? Death is swallowed up in victory our body have hope one day this body of ours will put on immortality it will become like the body the risen body of our lord jesus christ so until then present your body to god in holiness and in sanctification when we get to heaven when christ come all of us will carry a weight of glory the bible said that the righteous shall shine like the sun in the kingdom of their god this, our bodies will carry weight of glory. Some will shine like the stars in heaven. The extent of your brightness in all eternity will depend on how much your body today is what? Sanctified. Some will just barely be visible. But some who have lived in holiness, in righteousness, in sanctification, who has given their body, their life totally to the Holy Ghost, they are purified, they are sanctified, they are undefiled in the way. Their bodies will shine like the sun in the kingdom of our God. If you allow your body today to be continuously defiled, unclean, immoral, and worldly, and carnal, and sensual, and exposed to all kinds of vanities, you cannot shine. You can't shine. Even in heaven itself. The glory of God upon you will not be very blood. And right now, as you and I present our bodies to God as a living sacrifice, you begin to experience miraculous healings. Miraculous. God will provide for that body. If you are single, he prepare a husband or a, a wife for that very body of yours. I challenge you today. By the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And if you are sick in your body today, I command the truth, the growth in your body. I, I saw a growth in the human body. I command that growth in your body to die and melt away from your head to the sole of your feet. I command right now the power of God. Receive your healing. Any demon has bound your body. I command them right now to loose that body. Come out of those bodies. Oh, Satan, I break your power by those bodies and lives. This is the temple of my God. And I loose it from the power of the enemy. Friend, join me. Write, call, send your support today. We need your prayers, we need your financial support to stay on air. Join us today and let's believe God to bring this end time harvest, to bring strength and victory to the believers. We love you and we are praying for you. 
and I'm going to see you again very soon. This is your brother Festus and so I'm saying to you, arise and shine for your light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. This is the message entitled the sanctity of the body. Be blessed and be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. May nothing make you afraid. Wake up every morning and say, Lord, I present my body to you as a living sacrifice. I am not my own. I am bought with a price. This body of mine belongs to Jesus Christ. God bless you and see you soon. Jesus came to do one thing, and that is to bring the kingdom of God. The way this is accomplished in our lives is through the gift of salvation. Salvation is a free gift of grace. It means that a person is forgiven and freed from their sin, given a new life, will go to heaven when they die, and will one day be resurrected from the dead when Jesus comes to make all things new. To receive this gift of salvation, there's a couple key things. First, recognize you're a sinner, meaning your life is not aligned with God's purpose for you and that you do things that are wrong and evil, deserving of God's judgment. Second, recognize that you need a savior, that Jesus died and rose again to forgive and free you from your sins and to give you a new life. Third, turn from your life of sin and believe in Jesus Christ for your salvation. You can pray a prayer like this. Father in heaven, I come before you today to turn from my sins. I recognize that I am a sinner and that I need a savior, and Jesus is that savior. I believe he died for my sins and rose again to set me free so I can be in heaven with you when I die and one day rise again like Jesus did. I turn to you, Lord, and I turn from my sins and receive from you a new life. In Jesus' name, amen. For more resources on the next steps to take, check out our website, holyghost.cz, and visit the page, New Start, under the Seeking God section. Thank you for listening to the Arise and Shine podcast. Our prayer is that it encouraged, instructed, and uplifted you and pointed you to Jesus Christ. For more information about Pastor Festus, Oasis Church, and Holy Ghost Anti-Ministries International, visit our website, holyghost.cz. Be blessed.